0: Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show,
1: a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's
0: retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Lori
1: Ann, aka The Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us hope you enjoy. So we are here and we're trying to think about what we should do this episode on because we have a whole list. Um, And my mom, on the other hand, has a whole bunch of angel stories. Lots Uh, and lots and lots. Lots and lots of angel stories that when I was growing up, I used to always have her repeat them to me because they would just kind of I don't, they would inspire me and lift me up and make me realize that there's always a magical hand going on. And, and we're not alone. And we're not alone. And I got my wisdom teeth out yesterday, so I'm feeling like <laughs> a puffy chipmunk, a very puffy chipmunk. She's a trooper, I'm telling you. <laughs> but so we figured that my mom could take the lead on this and share some of her angel stories Um with you all. And I always love re-listening to them. And I think that after today, I would love to listen to them even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, she has a handful, but there are some that there was
0: one. I think I'm going to share. I have a lot of them, but there's one in particular that was super impactful on my life. And and really unexplainable. and the only ex- explanation could be is that there was actually angel, an angel there helping me when I really needed help. And just a crazy um, time in my life when I was raising the kids and actually Bailey wasn't even here yet. It was before Mm-mm. it was before Bailey. Before BBC, B- yeah, the Bailey B- code. Before Bailey code, BBC isn't that an actual thing? <laughs> um, yes, it is, but it's not. It's it's a lot more um, spiritual and religious than before Bailey code. But we'll just but we will just go with it for right now. But it was BBC before Bailey code, and so, um, and Hunter was actually I was pregnant with Hunter. And I was seven months, um, seven months along, it was the middle of March and Hunter was going to be born in May, the beginning of May. And I went up to take that nasty, horrible gestational diabetes test where you have to fast all night. And, um, and then you drink this gloppy syrupy stuff to see how your blood sugar reacts to see if you have, um, any type of diabetes with your, with your pregnancy. And so, Anyhow, I had fasted all night, and Levi was just 80-bitty. He was just under two years old, and we were um, driving up to Mad River Hospital up in Eureka. We lived in Shelter Cove, which is a tiny little fishing spot that the pirates used to go to and bring their their booty in there and their loot, (laughs) And, um, and, and then I was actually managing a campground, and I was on my back in a backpack so he'd come to work with me because I just could not I could not leave him with the sitter who was pretty horrific. He just I, when I went to pick him up he was his face was red from crying. he was so upset and I was just like okay, that's not gonna happen. So I talked to my boss, Vernice, if you ever listen to this. All of the
1: things that my mom has done in her life (laughs) as far as jobs go, I had no idea that part of this story, this is the first time I've heard that you managed a a campground. A deli. A campground campground and deli. So was it both wrapped up into one? Yes. We lived in a double-wide
0: trailer behind the store.
1: You've lived like,
0: you're like a cat. Like, you've lived like (laughs) nine nine lives, like a zillion (laughs) lives. I did. But it's so funny because I think why I'm so, I think why I'm so, have such a fun time with retreats is because I love customer service. I do. I love customer service. Every time
1: me and my mom are decorating, like, whether it be a house or an event or a villa for an upcoming, Mm -hmm. like, group She's always, like, I I always look over at you and you're just having, like, the best time just, like, decorating and setting up. And she's, like,
0: she always says this is, it's like we're playing house. That's <laughs> how I feel. It's so it fun because the villas are so gorgeous. And it's just, it's, like, pinch me. I cannot believe that we are just in this spot to be able to serve so many women in such a beautiful way. And it just makes me really happy. So, yes, I get very thrilled when I'm decorating. So, the um what I wanted to talk Sorry, about. Sorry, campground. Campground. I was living in with with your dad in the campground and was pregnant with Hunter and I had to go and any time that you drove this mountain range, it took literally an hour to go nineteen miles because it was the roads were super high and they were super curvy and the eel river was below and they had sharp cliffs and so it was dangerous. So you had to just take your time. And I was a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth, after a cesarean. Levi was cesarean, and Hunter was a, um, I was going to have Hunter naturally, uh, vaginally. I don't know why I think that that I wanted to do that looking back on it, but you just think you're missing out on something. And just for anybody who wants to know, you're not missing out on <laughs> anything. <laughs> if you're creating a baby, however you can get that baby out is a good thing. That's what I have to say about that. But I was determined to have a V-back. And so the only hospital that did it was Mad River Hospital up in Eureka. So we were driving. We started the track. Levi was, was in, in the car with me. I didn't have a sitter. He was with me in the back. And I also had custody of my niece, which was my, my brother's daughter, Charity. And so she was going to high school. Um, in Garberville so she had to ride that bus every single day which is an hour bus ride to school hour bus ride on her way home and so she was at school I went up to have the gestational diabetes test on my way back you do all your grocery shopping so we had gotten groceries and went and got everything that diapers for Levi and everything that we needed but I was justifying not putting on my seat belt and my My niece, Charity, was pretty upset with me because I made her. She goes, well, you don't have yours on. And I said, I'm the boss. Put your seatbelt on. She put her seatbelt on. Fortunately, because wait till you hear the rest of the story. I did not have my seatbelt on. Fortunately, wait until you hear the the rest of the story. It's just crazy how this all um, worked out. Um, And so Levi was just he was in the in the back in his car seat And Charity was in the passenger side, and um, Levi started just this horrible crying sound. And if anybody's a mom out there, then you know that horrible sound that you just are like, oh, I just want to do anything I can to help my child stop. (laughs) And so I... He was just like that, like he just had lost it. Cause he'd been in his car seat all day. We'd been on the road all day and he was, so I reached back to hand him his juice cup and he, and we were at this point in the road where there was a big cliff on my right and the eel river on my left. And it was a very windy part of the road, super high up off the river. And I reached back with my right hand. My left hand was on the wheel to hand him his juice cup, and he slapped it out of my hand. He was just not having any of it. And when he did that, I overcorrected and I went up on the side of the cliff just to, enough. When then I overcorrected it and I shot off the road, oh, I'm um, towards the Eel River or towards the cliff, and there was a telephone pole there. So if we did, we hit the telephone pole, and then we proceeded to roll down the side of this mountain and hit you could see the imprints because it was springtime so the grass was wet there was some it was the side of a cliff and we were rolling down this very sheer, sharp um, descent towards the river and ended up landing upside down in this river and it was a Toyota Corolla people <laughs> so it was this little tiny car and then the um and then I, I remember thinking as I was rolling just that I had always heard that if drunk people never get hurt because they just go with it they don't try to fight it they don't hold on so I was just trying to go with the rolls and I did end up breaking four ribs but um all the glass was shot um, was broken out of the car all the groceries from the trunk of the car were floating in the river on the side of the mountain on the other side and um, diapers and everything I mean just was everywhere all kinds of groceries everywhere and I was upside down in this river and it's a sheer ravine you cannot see the bottom of it it's like a 250 foot cliff so you cannot see the bottom of it um from the road and so I st- I would was uh, trying to get out of the car I finally got it because we were hanging upside down I finally just worked my way through the window and I did not have my seatbelt on right so I got out my my niece was hanging and from her seatbelt, and Levi was crying just uncontrollably. So I went, and Charity was, and Charity, she was unconscious, and she was uh, in and out of consciousness, just kind of like like groaning and moaning, but not awake, mm. hanging from upside down in the car, yeah. and the and the cold snowmelt river was running through the car from the front to the back. So I went on the other side, and I, because their heads were in and out of the water, and hold held their heads up, and I had four broken ribs, and I was. Holding their heads up out of the water, I couldn't let go of either one of their heads, and I started saying, "Please help me! Somebody help me! Please, please help me!" And then um, I remember hearing a voice: "I'm here to help you." Um, this figure that I can't make out in my mind at this point cut Charity out of her or cut Charity out of her seatbelt, took her to the side. Um, had to cut Levi out of his car seat because a couple months later we heard on high impact you could not release the button on the car seat to get the child out of the car seat. So it was recalled? It was recalled. It was a recall. It was a recall. The the car seat was. Because of the seat belt. Because of the seat belt on high impact. Well we clearly had 20 high impacts from the, we impacted the side of this mountain 20 times. It was just, just crazy. And, um, and he, he pulled this, pulled um, Charity to the side, and then got Levi out, and then, um, and then helped me to the side, and then, then was gone. I mean, I just looked away for a minute, was taking care of Charity and um, Levi, and looked away for a minute, and he literally was gone. And I was just like, "What just happened? Somebody's not going to be strolling in a ravine." Um. There was no path. It wasn't... It was... It's a ravine. It's like this very jagged cliff. I was just wild. And even if there was, why would he disappear afterwards? I just... You know? I, I didn't and- know where he went. I was just so strange. And so Michael Deering says he was the first one on the scene. And the reason why he stopped... He was up on the road. He stopped because he saw the dangling um, telephone pole. Because the pole was dangling between two telephone poles. And... um over the river Mm -hmm. and so where I had pushed the telephone pole out which actually saved our lives because we would have been airborne and it's the highest point of the river people that's a part of the road where people get into car accidents a lot and it's um and they call this the miracle family in the Garberville I don't know it's the Garberville newspaper for a long a long time ago is 19 Gosh, what was it? 1994, March of 1994. If somebody wants to look it up, it was crazy, and people were lining up to come see me at the hospital. Charity, actually, that night she ended up she ended up um, getting rushed um, to the hospital and had some blood clots, and they had to go in there and shave her head. <clears throat> she had beautiful long black hair, and she was very upset about her hair being her hair being um, cut and shaved the side of her head, but. They had to go in there and solder, you know, close up the blood clots in her brain so that she wouldn't have a um, bleeding brain. And then um, Levi was completely fine. And then Hunter, Hunter, who I was pregnant with, um, just the the strangest thing. So the, let me go back to when we were down there. Michael Deering was saying, I'll call for help. He looks down. The ambulance comes, they repel us out of this ravine on those big flat boards with, um, with ropes because we had to, and strapped us in on those on those boards. I don't know what you call them, but they're those big flat boards with the straps on them. They had to strap mm-hmm. us in there and pull, pull us up. A fireman, Um, came and got Levi and went down the board pulled Levi up and then somebody came down got charity and then they got me last I remember I just remember the searing pain on trying to lay flat because my ribs were broken and um pulled this up and my my um pediatrician my OB pediatrician who was doing house calls happened to be driving by she comes she i know this story just sounds so crazy and it was but that's why i'm telling you angels exist she gets it she sees us on the side of the road she stops pulls over to see if she can help and then she realizes it's me And she, I said, I just want to know if my, I was crying and sobbing. I just want to know if my baby's okay. Let me know if my baby's okay. And so she pulled out her stethoscope and said she could hear the baby's heartbeat. And, and, and then they would, you know, they were, took me into Garberville hospital. But, um, that was crazy, crazy story, but I'm going to tell you that it reaffirmed for me and Michael Deering gave me my first Bible, um, in the hospital he came to see me and he said he was the first person on the scene and I said there was somebody else there and he said there wasn't anybody else there and I and I I started to argue with him and I just thought it wasn't worth it and I was just really just grateful grateful to be okay grateful my kids were okay grateful my niece was okay um and just like just kind of shocked about the whole situation and then also Having a great sense of, um, like, knowing that we are all being taken care of, and a great sense of knowing that, I've always believed in angels, but I never had a, a contact with one like that. Mm-hmm. Which so it was just, just an insane experience. But it kind of, kind of really makes sense because you don't, we all don't know why we're here. Yeah. But I now I feel like. My path and my passion on helping people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I feel like I've helped a lot of people, and that wouldn't have been possible if I would have been dead. Which, oh, yeah. And Hunter, Mr. Oh, Tenacious. Hunter, <laughs> Mr. yeah.
1: Hunter's <laughs> relentless in this lifetime now.
0: He is relentless and <laughs> he is so determined. He is. And, and yeah, the angels
1: were definitely like, no, we still, you still have work you need to do. What are you doing driving off of cliffs? <laughs> Like that was a mistake and it's a little bit messy one. It's going to take a second to clean up, yeah. but you still
0: you still have to stay here. And you know the other weird thing about it too is that I, I had four broken ribs and um I started taking arnica, which is a holistic um thing to help with bruising. I only place I had any marks on my body were my back. And this is the other piece of of it too, which is so this is all just so synchronistic is that um I had no um no face facial lacerations from the glass um I didn't have any bruising on my face just on my back and so I took the arnica for that and then the other thing too is that the police officer who showed up at the scene said did you know he he we ended up getting the police report afterwards and it's and I told him which I'm Going to tell you all the truth because I feel like it's important that we speak our truth, even if we're not always proud of our behavior. But I told him I did have my seatbelt on, which I did not have my seatbelt on. I did.
1: I, I thought you were about to admit something. I'm like, whoa, what's about to come out of your mouth?
0: Well, I lied to a police officer, mom. So, so anyhow, so he. Um, so in the report, he said, in my opinion, if all participants had not been wearing their seatbelts, there would have been no survivors in this oh, car crash. He wrote that in the police report, yeah. which is just mind blowing. And then on top of that, I still, you know, that was the middle of March. I had Hunter May 7th mm-hmm. of 1996 and had him naturally and my and the doctor was amazed at how quickly my ribs healed. So I could have a natural birth yeah just wild it's just crazy the whole thing is just wild so I always think that the angels and I know I've talked about this before but if you haven't heard me say this before I truly 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 believe we all have angels watching over us and Mm -hmm. and who are there to help guide us who are and they're just up there like in heaven or wherever they hang out I'm not sure where they hang it but in my mind because I was raised Catholic they were they're all up in heaven. And they're just saying, "Hey, you down there? I'm just waiting for you to ask me for help. I'm just up here, like playing Yahtzee with my other angels. We're all just waiting, playing around, watching, playing Monopoly, maybe watching Netflix, <laughs> waiting for you." And there to you ask are in help. the middle
1: of a ravine, and you finally were like. <laughs>
0: Hey, Come help me. Come. I need some help. You're like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> they, yeah, she, you know? she needs us. Yeah. She needs us and we have free will. And Totally. And you know, free will is a beautiful thing it, but because you have a right to not ask for help. But knowing that you can have the angels light up your path and show you what direction to go in or if you're in pain, emotional pain or physical pain and you can ask for help Or maybe you need the answer to a question and like, what direction do I go in my life? Like, I'm not sure if I should stay where I'm at, um, whether it be a job or a person or a place and you can get answers. And I always ask them for clear answers. Like I want it in billboards in my face and i would like it to be i i can't hear sometimes when they whisper but now i'm better at the whispers but back then definitely not definitely not yeah so the moral of the story is ask your angels for help miracles are happening every single day, single day all around you just look just notice and be grateful
1: yeah Totally, that whole story always gives me chills.
0: Oh, it's just it's such a crazy. I have more angel stories. She has tons of angel um, stories. Yeah, some are pretty. That's probably the most, um, most clear that I really remember. Super, super clear. So I'm glad that we get to have this talk, this yeah. here podcast to share. And also, sometimes like,
1: I've noticed I'll become impatient because I'll ask angels for help. And maybe it's like, I'm looking for like this past year, for example, I was looking for somewhere to move outside of Sacramento Mm -hmm. and I was very, very persistent on that in the beginning part of this year. Um, and I just was not getting really any answers. And what did you tell me when I was like getting really like for people out there that are saying like, well, I ask, but I haven't been getting any answers lately about it. Or billboards in my face.
0: So just just sit. Just stay and be patient because maybe the answer isn't meant for you to know the answer right now. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't mean this is a really good point because when you're asking and you're not getting any answers, please know that they're there for you and that you will see the answers when the timing is right. It's always mm-hmm. God's timing, it's always angels timing. Like for instance let's let's take what bailey just said Mm -hmm. and look back on it look at all the things that happened this year because you were here
1: oh i know i know now looking at it now yeah that it would be there'd be a lot of opportunities that i have been able to whether it be to be a part of lately or opportunities that are coming up for me that like how i'm going on this retreat in a couple of weeks but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really be able to afford that if I was living somewhere else Mm -hmm. or I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to up and leave like that I would have to be settled in another spot Mm -hmm. so staying here even though in the beginning of the year I was really just wanting an out Mm
0: -hmm. as a
1: means to escape I guess but Mm -hmm. I think my angels really just wanted me to stay put and stay grounded and anchored And heal and Mm -hmm. learn from you and participate in as many retreats as I could, like in Tahoe or abroad with you this year. And then now I get a venture off and go abroad Mm -hmm. again and go on a little bit of a learning trip and solo adventure because Mm -hmm. the angels made me stay put. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) sitting is the hardest thing to do. It is. It really is. But... In the grand scheme of things, I think that, I just, I, I think I asked you that just because I remember in that space when you kept telling me to ask and I wasn't getting any answers. Back then I was just like frustrated and I'm like, this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. now in hindsight, Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: just made me think about, like I had this like huge, not, I I just, it made me realize just now exactly why my answers weren't getting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: answered as I thought that they would. because it wasn't
0: what you wanted Wanted. exactly (laughs) you Mm. wanted like i want you to go to costa rica and live on the beach but they were like no we want you to stay here in Folsom, sacramento area because we want you to sit still so that you can heal and grow Mm -hmm. and learn and really embrace this experience and make sure that when you're going forward gosh the tools that you learned Oh All the God. things you learned. Yeah. And you probably would not be getting, Bailey's going to Costa Rica to get certified for <laughs> yoga. And that probably would not be happening if you had had the opportunity to run away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If I ran away, then I probably, I think I would be stunting myself in a lot of different directions in a, in a way.
0: Yeah, but you weren't, even if you, so if you did go away, it would be because that's what you were supposed to do. Honestly. Yeah. But because you didn't. You're exactly where you need to be. Touche. Yeah. I always love this saying. um, I love, love, love this saying. What is meant for you cannot be held back from you. I love that saying. It gives me great comfort. It's like you can't make a wrong decision. Yeah. You know, but feeling stuck and staying stuck and not asking for help, that's that's pretty hard. That's choosing. Yeah, choosing Mm -hmm. to be stuck. To stay, stuck. to stay stuck. And
1: sometimes that's easier to do than, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward. Because sometimes mm-hmm. moving forward means you have to step out of your comfort zone, in a way. Mm-hmm. And maybe step into the unknown or step into something new or step away from something familiar. But, I mean, there's always something beautiful on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: new experiences or new things you're going to learn, new people.
0: You just, you have to take that step. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I always say, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real—that's all it is. You can't. False evidence appearing, appearing real.
1: real. I've never heard that before. Really?
0: Yeah, I've never heard that. I wish I could take credit for writing it, but I did not. But what was I, it again? False, false evidence appearing real—that's fear. So fear false. keeps you stuck. Fear is—it's oh, is just, yeah. just a facade. It's and it's the all the what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I? You know, whatever all the what ifs that keep you scared, like it's like thinking there's a boogeyman under your bed, and then you look at the the flashlight, mm-hmm. you look under the bed, and it's just like a fluffy little bunny. It's, it's really not a big deal, but in our mind, it's this huge daunting daunting thing that can just destroy just us. destroy us. And 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 another good question to ask is, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, let's say you did decide to move, you could always come back. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting rid of your bed. <laughs> Thank God.
1: Do- <laughs> Even if you did, I'd come back. You're like, Well, I guess I'm sleeping on the roof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or getting dead with me and Chris. Yeah. Just add a pillow. A little, this is what you get. We're <laughs> <Or laughs> getting see. rid of the bed. But honestly, you know, don't um, that deer in the headlights where fear has gotten, got you stuck and you're just afraid to make a decision. Start asking for help, start journaling about it, start paying attention to your dreams. Um, Talk about it so you can talk your way through it. Move when you're walking, ask for answers. And then when you start to get answers, just start to write them down. And sometimes no answer is the answer that it's not time. So, or the flip side of that, any choice you make will be a good decision. So, um, on that note, we are sending you massive love on this beautiful day. And we're so excited about Mm -hmm. our podcast and sharing all of our stories, this was a story, sometimes we'll share value and, and other tips and tools that we have in our tool chest mm-hmm. that we share at Soul Camp.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really excited for this. this. I thought this was a fun podcast. We're currently laying in bed. We're in bed.
0: We're in bed. Um, <laughs> in my, in, specifically in my bed. <laughs> yeah, in my mom's bed.
1: You know, I figured like post wisdom teeth out yeah, you just need to stay in here for a little while. I just needed to stay in bed, <laughs> but talk about angels.
0: <laughs> talk about angels. Perfect topic. Uh, well, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Mm-hmm. You have a wonderful rest of your day or night, whatever time you're listening to this. And we're looking forward to sharing more.
1: Yeah, go do something to take care of yourself tonight or this morning or day in general. Do one thing, big or small. It's great advice. Thanks, Mom. I I'm to go take. A b- I'm gonna take a bath. <laughs> Oh, very nice. I already did that. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.